Well, hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Narrative Society where I got to sit down with John Shelton. John is a pastor, he's a leader, but he's also an amazing musician who just put out a brand new album. And we just deep dive into his story, looking at over the years, him developing uh, gifting and talent and growing in his character and good moments and the hard moments of life. And I just know there's something on the table for every single person leaning into this conversation. So do me a favor, share this with your friends, leave a review uh, and enjoy this conversation with John Shelton. Hey, we are here, boys and girls, with the great uh, John Shelton, probably the greatest voice on the planet, mate, uh, if, if I may say so. But in all seriousness, man, pumped pump to have you on the podcast. Dude, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for asking me, man. Hey, I, uh, we, ha- we had to get you on. I, I, at the time of us recording this, it is, it is the official release date uh, of your, uh, I believe, first album, uh, love, yes. love, love and War. So, t- so yeah. tell us how you how you feeling today, mate. Dude, I'm feeling wild, man. It, it's been like a whole year of getting this thing ready. I, I've told a few people. It feels I obviously have never birthed a baby, but it feels like I finally have birthed it, and so it's it feels good for it to be released and done. And I'm excited for everybody to hear it. It's awesome. Yeah, man, I'm 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 glad it's out in the world. We've been talking about it for a while, and 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 proud of you as a friend. And and I know a lot of people are going to be blessed by it, and it's, and it's going to be great. Tell 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 everyone just a li- little bit about the album, man. What 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 was the heart behind it? What what um yeah, what was the dream? And and now it's out in the world. Yeah, I mean, so I could talk about this for the whole time, but um, to keep it short, so yeah, so obviously it's called Love and War, and when I was thinking about and I can unpack more of this soon, but when I was thinking about um, doing an album, you know, the, the two biggest things I write about are my relationship with my wife, right? And then my relationship with Jesus. And the more I started thinking about that, like back and forth, that contrast that um, it, it felt like, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I write about. And so it felt right to have some of the songs about her and our journey together. And some of those are from when we first started dating um, to, you know, recent. Uh, one of the songs was like a month before I recorded it, I wrote it. And then the same with the second half where uh, one of those songs is was written 12 years ago. And then one of the songs was written like two months before I recorded it. And so honestly, for me, uh, this album is like a long time coming. It's always been a dream. I just never thought I could do it. Um, it fell out of reach. And then I just had people in my life that uh, at the right time just kind of pushed me off the cliff and said, dude, what are you waiting on? And and so I started doing research and, and started making time for it and investing. And um, yeah, so it's really like you know, okay, here are these songs about my story with my marriage. And then the second half that came out today with the rest of it was like, here are all the songs that I, that have been uh, encouraging me that I go back to when I'm having a hard time. And so, you know, yeah, I could talk more about where, where that came from, but that's kind of the idea behind the album. Um, Yeah, definitely. So because it's my first one, I've learned so many things along the way, things I would do different next time, but it, it uh, I'm learning, you know, it's like, okay, this is maybe the first of many. So uh, I had somebody tell me, you know, when you're making pancakes, the first one's a bad, bad pancake. <laughs> you know, you have to, yeah. you have to burn the first one to, 
to then learn how you want to do the rest. And, and so um, I'm encouraged, man. I, I think there's, I've got some new things to to build on from here. And, and it's really not about if anybody else likes it, you know, I like it and it's um, it's been fun for me and I enjoy it. So uh, yeah, that's kind that's of awesome, a snippet, but Hey, well, I, I've I've heard heard a portion of it, man. And if 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 that's a bad pancake, we're we're doing we're doing all right. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but man, tell me tell me you you so so twelve years almost in the making of 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 you've been working on your craft. Uh, this is this is something you've been been work, dreaming of, and now it's like a reality. You you have put this out into the world. Tell, tell me what that 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 journey's been like over the years. Of obviously this this is something you have put out, but but you as a man of you're you're, you're a worship leader, pastor. You've you, you're you've great great husband, great friend to many. And and tell me what that journey has looked like, man, of of your personal development over twelve years. Of I'm sure there was dreams in your heart as a younger man, and fast forward all that God's done o- over your journey. Just tell me some of those like key markers of of what what has that process been like to now. How have something out in the world uh but it's taken taken some time and and what has god taught you along the way so really broad question man but but just yeah. would love to would love to hear some insights into that yeah i mean i'll just start rambling and you can kind of guide us where we need to go i uh, i think i think a few like bullet points here you know so i started really writing in high school and it was for fun right it was um it was this new thing. It was fun. It was uh, about having a broken heart when <laughs> a girl broke my heart too. Right, it happens. To, you know, how can I write a song like Hillsong United? Or uh, And it was all just very naive, very fresh, very in my baby phase. And then in, in, into college and then being a part of uh, the church I'm at right now, New Spring, um, I had so many people around me that were writing and it was so inspiring. And a lot of what I feel like they taught me, everybody that kind of older than me mentors, pretty much like um, you have a lot of songs in you. You need to write and write and write because you need to get all the bad ones out first in order to get to the good ones. So some of that was like, wait a second, I've got good ones right now, you know? Which that was me not knowing what I didn't know. And so uh, writing not to get to a destination, but writing just to become the person that God was making to be was something I didn't really understand. Um, And then I started writing for the church. And that was an incredible journey, but uh, no fault of anybody else but me. I started, you know, and we could go down this rabbit trail. I'm a three on the Enneagram. My motivations in my heart a lot of times were to accomplish and achieve. And that really started to, because of the immaturity in, in me, um, writing started to become something to accomplish and to prove to other people. Hmm. And so if I'm being honest there for a few years, um, it just was, it wasn't life-giving anymore. Um, it was hard. It was, oh, I just didn't like it. And so honestly, I just stopped. I just quit. Um, I There were other things that took priority in my life or I just didn't want to do it. Um, part of the, the journey that really turned a corner for me with songwriting is in 2019, 
um, I took a sabbatical. Um, and so it, our church is so generous to give us like a month off every seven years. And for the first time in a long time, Josh, like I actually had a lot of margin and space and quiet and I got away from the noise and I'm going to be honest, I was not good at that. Like <clears throat> I love the noise. <laughs> I love having my hair on fire. I love building church. I love all that stuff. Um, but what started to happen, and especially I was away, there's a place in the upstate here in South Carolina called the Potter's Place. And I was out there for like three days all by myself. For me to tell you that it was all sunshine and butterflies would be a lie because a lot of it was like wrestling, you know, God, it, it was not fun. But what what started to happen is when I finally got quiet and um, there was margin in space, the things that started coming out of me again were songs. Mm. And so when you asked me about this podcast and like talking about all this, I was honestly, I'm, I was encouraged to remember again that like pay attention to uh, what comes out of you when you make margin and space and quiet and you get away from the noise. I, For me, I was surprised by that because it started to become fun again and life-giving. And I think obviously when I was writing songs during my sabbatical, it wasn't for anybody else. It was just me and the Lord. It was me just enjoying relationship with them and the natural response of like, you love me and I love you. And I just can't, there are so many ways I want to tell you that. And um, so that was a big turning point for me. And then um, COVID hit 2020 and a lot of us were trying to figure out, we were just actually just joking about zoom before we started recording. Like we spent a lot of time at home and a lot of time trying to figure out what the heck are we doing? And That also was forced margin on me, and um, my my leaders, my supervisors were like, "I mean, dude, take the time. Like, write. What would you do now that you have margin?" And started to kick up a little bit. But what really, what really propelled me into where I'm at now was at the end of 2021. So this is not very long ago. This is like <laughs> I'm in the middle of it still. I just had a few different key voices in my life that were like, dude, it's time. You need, you've been talking about this for a long time. It's always been a dream of mine. I just, probably the biggest obstacle, if I can be honest, was um, I was afraid of looking like a tool bag, of looking like that guy only wants to make it all about himself, like self-promotion. I was afraid of being prideful and making and building my own kingdom to the point where I wouldn't even do the thing that God had put in my heart. And so I had a few people just kind of push me and spur me out. And then I just started taking one step at a time. And um, so that's a longer answer to this. But like, as you can see, it is really all about like, um, about who I was becoming more than just like releasing an album. It's like, uh, it's just a little tiny uh, fruit and buds popping up from the the years of like who guys made made me to be. I still have to fight that stuff, you know. Like I, but now I'm learning. Like, okay, I didn't I didn't release this album. Number one, to get famous or make money because I'm not going to get famous or make money from this album. I re- released this album because it's something that was pleasing to my ear, 
Um, and I, you know, and we, I don't, you might even want to talk about this later. I had to have a vision for my artistry or else I would get off track. Like there needed to be a clear bullseye for why do I make art? And for me, there are three things. Number one, um, something that would minister to God and please my own ear. And if it did that, that's good enough. But the second thing was to be a megaphone for the father's voice, because there are so many voices so loud right now. If I can just be not the father's voice, but just a megaphone for the father's voice, then um, that would be a, such a good thing. And I'm so passionate about that. And the third thing is like, if any any part of my writing or songs or anything like that can communicate truth to set people free. Oh, man, if, even just for one person, you know, it's like I amazing. That's part of, you know, the assignment I have right now. Um, yeah, it's still new. So I don't know. I still don't know what I'm doing. It's been fun, though. So, man, that, that that's that's amazing. And I, I think as you've clearly gone on on a, on a long journey to get to today, really, that, that you've put put this 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 work of art out into the world. But I, I think like as, as I'm listening to you talk of of ultimately like you're, you're walking in obedience to what something God has put inside you, but but shaping you into the man that you're, you've become over the years. Uh, and now you find yourself in this moment. So like a question I, I would ask you is, is how do you think you, you found your voice uh, through through over the years is is it through hardship is it through difficult i'm sure sure all of the above but but just speak to um yeah like how how have you gotten to this place and what would be your encouragement to even younger people who are listening who have dreams and aspirations to do something mm -hmm. like this who we live in a world that's going to pressure you to be public to be vocal but it's like mm -hmm. you you've found confidence in who god's made you to be yeah that's such a good question I definitely have, don't have it figured out. I think what's at least got me started um, is even just recognizing that what you said is true. It's like I I have a unique voice. Um, and even if it doesn't influence millions of people, it still matters. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so, I mean, I, yeah, I have to believe that for myself. <laughs> Uh, I have a unique angle to display the glory of God that nobody else does. And if I don't display it, then um, nobody's ever going to see it. I think, I mean, that, just believing that for myself is, is the first part. Um, as far as finding my own voice, okay, you can go a lot of ways with that question. I, I always tell young worship leaders, you kind of have to, so this is very practical. I'm, I'm even just thinking like singing voice. When I very first started, I loved John Mayer. So what I would try to do, or John Mayer and then Coldplay. Okay. So when I very first started singing, um, I didn't have my own voice. I try, But I did try to mimic them for a long time. And I, through trying to mimic them, there eventually came a point where I couldn't mimic them any, any longer that I had to start doing my own thing. I, I don't think that was a bad thing. Um, I think it's almost like you need influences, you need mentors for a long time. And you probably never graduate from that, right? <laughs> even, even later into your life. I think it's like you need people to imitate. You need things to, I'm going to try to do it like you would do it for a long season. And then 
as you will release me. So if it's like a mentor, as you release me into doing my own thing, um, I'm just going to start trying stuff and not for, again, it's so hard to not do it thinking, well, people like this song. Um, even releasing it today, I had to fight that temptation to think, I don't, that's not why I did this, but it's so, it can be so captivating to think, oh man, do you guys like it? <laughs> um, cause then, cause then you think what's popular right now, uh, is that what's grabbing people's attention? Is that what they want to hear? Um, so I think it starts out with mimic, mimicking people that you admire. And then eventually you have to like, you know, jump out of the nest and fly on your own. Um, you, you, you asked a lot of different sides of that question. What would I tell younger people? Well, or, or how do, how do I call that out in other people? It's the same thing, the same way that people called out, called it out in me. You know, I think it's recognizing everybody has gold inside of them. Um, can I provide environments and spaces where they can fail in a safe way? And they can try stuff and them not be uh, canceled or, or uh, you know, cut off from an opportunity. Like give people, give younger artists opportunities to try and fail and observe them. And it takes relationship, right? Like um, Apple Music and Spotify and YouTube and TikTok and social media and the platform are not great ways to be um, developed it happens through relationships. So there's a few young people at our church right now and through just friendship with them in relationship, start trying to observe them. Like what is the goal that God's put inside of them? And then call it out and say, dude, you are really good at that. You should do that more. When you do that, it encourages all of us. It inspires us. So what are you waiting on? You know, that's the thing. That's the things that people had to like tell me, um, yeah, you know, I I think I think it all goes back to the motivation of the heart. It's like this is not about um getting noticed or getting a bunch of views or streams or this is about who I'm becoming and so what what if the goal is for the rest of my life um if God has given me a gift it's really just to enjoy the giver more. Mm. So good. And so that's the that is the point of gift giving in a loving relationship is you give each other gifts because you love each other. And it's another way to enjoy relationship. And so if God's put this specific uh, passion in my heart to, you know, we're talking about making art right now, but it could be anything, making anything, building anything, creating anything to do that. But as a way to almost like say, thank you back to God, you know, like my dad, I, I could go on a tangent here. My dad gave me a baseball glove. He gave me a fishing rod growing up. It was never about the baseball glove and the fishing rod. It was always about something I could do with my dad to enjoy time with him. And uh, when I did something um, that I wanted my dad to be proud of, he was, yes, he loved the thing that I gave him, but he really loved how much joy it brought me. And, um, and so that is so easy to say, but it's hard to live. And, um, that's what I would, you know, I, I think in the, uh, oh my gosh. I mean, there's a message. We could probably link it on here. Christine Kane has a message about developing in the dark. And, um, I think 
I listened to that again lately because it is so easy right now to, oh, in the world of instant, uh, you can put out something, a picture or a song or a message, and instantly the world can see it. Mm-hmm. And it's easy, you know, to believe the lie that um, if I'm not noticed or uh, promoted, then am I anointed? Am I gifted? Am I, do I have what it takes? And it's like that, you know, oh, it's tough. It's tough in this day and age. And so it's like, how much of that can I do in the dark all the time, developing rhythms of writing and creating? Um, And God will bring it out into the light at the right moment. You know, if it's brought out into the light too quickly, it's going to be exposed and ruined. Um, Okay. Yeah. That that's a lot of thoughts there, but um, no, that's, 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 that's powerful, man. And I will, we'll definitely link, link that message because I, I think as you're talking, I'm just thinking about uh, the reality is, is as the journey you've gone on, say, let's, let's say the top past 12 years over, even now we find ourselves, you put this out into the world. It's like God has taken you on a journey of developing you and, and shaping your character and shaping the man that you are, that, that you have the substance to be able to carry uh, influence or, or, or go through hard things. But we live in a world that will, that will quickly try and put you out on display. And all of a sudden when hardship, difficulty, trial trial trialing situations hit you crumble because you don't have actual substance to your life and that's just such an imperative thing to to men let me Mm. go off into the wilderness let me go and work on my craft let me go and and develop in the hidden places so that god can prepare me for ultimately what he would have for me in the future and and the future isn't lots of instagram followers and lots of people recognize this man that you can carry weight in the kingdom of god and and but we get so fixated on let me do this quick and now it's like, man, God, God's more interested, as you're saying, enjoy the gift givers. My man, do you see God in the midst of everything you're doing? And, and I think you do that so well, man. And speak, speak to um, even that journey of, of as, as, as the years, the days, months and years have gone by, going through difficult things in life and how that has shaped you to, to now like ultimately like the grand narrative and story of your life that's kind of being unfolding uh, and how that has influenced um, your your art and, and, and your life and your marriage. So speak to men, yeah, going through difficult things and how, how that's refined and shaped you to now what you do. Oh, man, yeah, that's all really good, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, even the the word wilderness stuck out to me when you were just talking you know yeah i mean okay so i'm thinking about like the greatest pieces of art the greatest messages i've ever heard the greatest ministries i've ever seen none of them usually came out of like i god just uh, i never went through anything hard and never, my life's been easy and i'm just blessed you know it's usually come out of something tragic uh, some some kind of trauma some kind of wilderness season some kind of and and yet i don't want to go through that <laughs> um the, yeah i think wilderness is what keeps sticking out to me so i'll kind of speak to that because there was i think probably in that realm when I was talking about the journey of songwriting, it, it was, you know, because life is uh, is not com- compartmentalized, like it's this holistic, right? Uh, and, and my friendships in my work life, in my marriage, in the church, in all these aspects of my life, that 
era of about two years, maybe, gosh, maybe 2016, 2018, those two years were tough. I, I wasn't, um, it, yeah, I'll be candid. Like I wasn't doing the job necessary that I wanted to do. Um, there are a lot of things that Lydia and I in our marriage wanted to see that we hadn't seen. Um, there was a lot of like, um, just really tough things in the, in my family. Um, and again, that could be a whole nother episode or something. I think what you're talking about is really great. Um, I don't know if I would have, if I would be where I'm at today without that season, because I think what I was, God started doing me is, um, he, I feel like he did bring me into a wilderness season where all I had was him. And he didn't do it because he was being cruel or mean. He did it because he's jealous for me. And I think I started to realize when all these other things are taken away, right? If I can't step into that dream that I have or the, or the, uh, the dream job or um, this, this thing that Lydia and I want in our marriage and our own home life, or if I don't get any of those things, but I still have you, I, my soul is completely satisfied. And I don't know if I would have really learned that, stepped into that, if he hadn't take a lot of things away, because I still would have had things to grab onto to fill the void in my heart and in my soul. And so in his kindness, you know, he would take some things away and I'm like grasping for something to satisfy me, right? Something to bring, bring, bring pleasure and um, I had nothing. So the only place, I guess it was just kind of, it was like, I'm going to lead you to myself and uh, nobody's going to see this journey. This is not like uh, this pretty preach that you're going to be able to tell. This is like, this is just you and me, son. Like, um, and so, okay. So for example, the song uh, on the new album called the well, um, the, when, so the lyrics are, and I feel weird even quoting the song. <laughs> the lyrics are, uh, when I tried to find rest for my soul, everywhere I looked for refreshment for my bones, I see that you are the well that won't run dry. You're the source of life. Nothing in this world can satisfy me. Um, yeah, I mean, the Bible talks about that. And we can talk about that all day hypothetically, but... I guess until you experience that um, through loss uh, of a family member or a circumstances that just feel like, God, what is happening right now? This does not feel good. Um, until you really get into those circumstances, you know, and I, I, every time you talk about your own journey, I, I'm inspired and, and encouraged again that I'm not the only one and in, in, in how you have in your perspective on life too here. But yeah, man, I think, I mean, all of those have, um, I didn't know that they were um, getting me ready for other things, but it definitely is this idea that um, everything comes from a secret place. Like everything is an overflow of who you are behind closed doors and the private everyday habits. And um and so platform is only just elevating who you are all the time. Mm -hmm. 
So you can fake it for a little bit, but eventually everybody's going to see the real thing. And so, um, yeah, man, I mean, pain is a giant megaphone. Like, um, I don't know. I'm even just thinking about those seasons. I can get emotional or just get really um, introspective right now. So that's my first thought is like um, when really tough things have happened with our family or uh, and we be when we're in a spot that we never thought we would be and we're we don't understand what God's up to uh, those things absolutely are connected we don't know at the time but God's like I, this is all part of my plan this is part of the story um, this is not the end of the story um, so hold on I'm doing something um, I don't know that's so good. No, man, that, that's that's powerful. Just the the idea of um, I, I read this the other day. Spurgeon talks about this idea of of if a sailor was was out at sea and, and enjoying some cheese and the sun on his skin, and then all of a sudden, if a storm were to hit, the only thing he cares about is finding a refuge and a haven to go to. And and whether the cheese is a little bit moldy or the sun were to disappear, the only thing. Uh, he would care about is finding refuge, and I think in hardship and in difficulty, that's just the reality. Like there, there are there are pleasures of life that that are around us, but it's like your soul is desperate uh, for for refuge in God, and and it's as you find that. God, God shows himself more of him and, and, and your faith rises because God proves himself to be true in difficulty yeah. and in heartache and, and, and the things that we walk through. And then, then you leave that, that, that storm. And, and now it's like, man, I, I know that God was true to his word and who he is in that season. And now fast forward, you find yourself in a moment where, where you're, you're able now to encourage others out of what God's done in wilderness or, 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 or storms of life. And, and, and I, I think you walk through that. Uh, are great man and i i think that's why this this album is going to be a gift to many uh because of just the the, the man that you are um and so I, I would love to to follow on with that question of uh a, a big broad question that that i ask uh is man what what do you want to, the the story of your life to be when it's all said and done like what what do you want to to if you were to look back, you're, you're old, frail, and wrinkly, sitting on a front porch. Like, what do you want the things to be true of your life, and, and how does that inform the way that you live? Yeah. No, no deep questions here. Um, <laughs> that's really great. Probably a question I need to be asking all the time. You know, kind of like just, yeah, what is the vision for my life? Um, kind of starting with the end in mind. I, I love all that, man. Um, I think. I think that the, the thing that my brain and my soul go to immediately is I, I just want to be loved by God and love him and then love my wife. And I feel like if I can do those things, I think I'm going to be in a pretty good spot when I'm sitting old and gray on a rocking chair with, you know, my wife when I'm 80. And I think everything's an overflow out of that. Um, like my ministry will only be as good as my relationship with Jesus. And all this sounds like the, the church, the easy church answer, but I, I think, I guess I really have seen through the, through moving cities to changing jobs, to life switching around to all that stuff. If I can just get those things um, humming and healthy and 
right priority. Um, I really do think all the other stuff just kind of falls into place. Like, um, you know, my, I think if I were to get down after those two things down into like, okay, what about calling and purpose beyond uh, relationship with God and marriage? Um, I, I want to have, you know, raised up, encouraged people and then send them out, you know, especially worship leaders, like send them to the nations, you know, I want to, um, yeah, I just want to make disciples. Right. And I I don't really, I don't know if I really get to decide how many (laughs) and how public that is. Um, but I guess whoever's in front of me, I want to be, I want Ooh, I want the Lord to have said, son, you've been so faithful what I put in your hands. Um, and I, I'm the only one that can control that. So that's probably my first answer uh, without rambling too much there. But um, yeah, that's a great question. man. No, it's uh, that's that's powerful, man. And and as as someone who's observed the way you live, I, I think you, you demonstrate that that now in the present and and you are. On, on that direction of life and I think it's it's imperative for all of us to to have have a degree of man this is this is where we'd love it to go but but ultimately how we get that is how we steward today and and worry less about outcomes worry less about how many albums we sell or things that we do it's like man how can I be faithful today how can I love those in front of us what well and and you you demonstrate that well and so um uh, 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 where on on land in the plane of the conversation, and two more questions that I wanted to ask you is is, um, man, if 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 in a few sentences, what would be your your hope and dream uh, that will come from this album? Oh man, yeah, and thanks for this conversation, man. This has been encouraging to me. Um, the hope and dream, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely had to come from that vision for artistry for me like why why i want to make art it really is like i i want to do something that i like listening to in the car <laughs> i used to feel weird about that but i want to make stuff that like i'm like man that's good I, I like the way that sounds and feels all the way to i hope that um even if one person <laughs> sends me a facebook message and says Man, that one song was just like really encouraging. It 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 changed my day. Or you know, it's like cool. That's amazing. I'm glad I didn't keep that to myself. I'm glad I put it out there. Um, and I think, you know, that'll probably be the overarching purpose over time of anything I put out. Obviously, different seasons of different projects and different singles or different albums will have a different uh flavor or 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 direction, but that's probably the overarching thing is like there have been i know there have been songs that other people have put out that like man when i'm by myself listening to it like upper room came out with a new album today i can't wait because every time i listen to them i i um i connect to jesus i am encouraged i'm filled up it helps me encounter god so i can only hope that anything that i put out would just it's just uh you know beauty is captivating and it causes you to think like, man, God is real and his creation is amazing. And I love him, you know, so anything I'll put out there, you know, um, that God made beauty for a reason. Um, so, yeah. 
So good, man. And, and I, I, I'm confident uh, it will do that. And uh, I, uh, the last question I have for you, man, is, 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 is um, I'm going to put, put, it, put, it, put a little private. You've only got like two sentences. Okay. Because I, I want you to try as best to like a fast bullet down the line to if you're if you're sitting across from 20 year old jo- John Shelton and, and the life <laughs> that you've lived is like, what's 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 in two sentences, the, the things that you're saying to him uh, to, to encourage him? You have no idea the amazing plan that God has for your life. Enjoy today. Be faithful today. Come on, man. That's that's a word for all of us. No matter what uh, the people and friends who are listening to this conversation you do or whatever, man. Let's let's be faithful to today and enjoy it. And and God's got great things. So, man, uh, where where can people uh, just what 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 is the the things that people need to know? I guess give the give the plugs, man. Whether what is the song, Instagram, whatever it is, so that people can follow along with your journey and story because because it's going to be exciting days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's everywhere. That's the beauty of all the technology today. Anywhere you can listen to music, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon, YouTube, it's everywhere. Um, there's lots of things out there that make that so easy to do. I, over the next few weeks, I want to highlight a few of the songs and where they came from. So, yeah, I mean, the only way I know how to do that is on Instagram. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited. It's, it should be everywhere. So great well i'll include all the links uh in the description and man thank you so much for making time uh, to do this today and and we'll uh chat real soon thank you so much man thanks josh